And welcome back to the 36th episode of the most listened to podcast in Monaco, The Lobster Fight. And today, featuring Fred and Sean by the water on a boat, rocking back and, and forth, rolling, rolling, rolling down a river, rolling. Definitely cannot, <laughs> definitely cannot copyright us on that one. Because there was absolutely zero similarities with the original one. Yeah, highly yeah, off pitch. I would like to paint the picture for you guys on this 36th episode of the Lobster Fight, uh, which is uh, taking place on a beautiful Wednesday afternoon. Correct. Hump day. Hump day. Can you explain the meaning of hump day, Sean? It's the hump of the week. It's ah, a okay, Wednesday. that's great. Great, 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 great. <laughs> or the other meaning. And, we'll uh, leave that one to imagination. On this very nice uh, hump day of a Wednesday, we are sat outside... In south of France, beautiful Cap Ferrat. Blue skies. You cannot see a cloud in the sky. You can't feel a speck of wind. There's zero wind. That's the AC, maybe. Not no, there is not a breeze. There no. is not a breeze. We'd like to send all of this greatness of weather and just general late summer vibes your ways guys because the tranquility which is upon us right now is outstanding that it is oh it is september isn't it it is september is more or less if you were to ask me the nicest month here in france it's nice man it's nice it's clearing up a little bit here and there you get most of the tourists that leave yes you kind of have more space to go to lunch dinner do whatever you want. You don't have to stand, wait in line or make reservations months in advance. So the true. weather's still beautiful. Water's still warm. Wow, we are really painting a fairy tale here. Well, it is. Yesterday's dinner with the lads. Amazing. We're probably limited to just us in the restaurant after our entree. Which, yeah. <laughs> if you were to think about this scenario, in Monte Carlo, just a week ago, Two weeks ago, you would have seen a very, very, very different setting. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. I've well, enjoyed it. What I'm, have you done today, mate? What have I done today? I've done. I've woken up this morning, and I have come right here where we are now. And I've been. I spent all day on the boat, just monitoring, overseeing. And um, helping the very kind gentlemen that fixed the swim platform on this boat uh, fix the swim platform. I mean, there wasn't much fixing on my end because I don't know how to fix it. But they did a great job. And they just got finished about 10 minutes before or 15 minutes before you came, which was a very successful day. However, that's cool. I know you had a much more eventful day. Well, the, 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 the event event of it was really the bike ride here to Cap Ferrat, which has been awesome. But before we get into that, which is a whole topic of itself, I, I played a, a, some golf today. And this, maybe some of you know this, I have this tendency to whenever I play a tournament, amateur tournament only, in golf, I my level of golf, it just skyrockets to another level. And uh, today was no exception. I had so much fun out there on the track. It was a. Uh, it was actually in the name of Princess Charlene and uh, the Princess of Monaco Cup. So something which is very close to us, in fact, shown with our running challenge. Yeah. And in fact, a few people came up and they were 
they were asking very interestingly in what we were doing with this running thing. There was a journalist that came up at Hall 4. Really? Yeah. And she came up and, and she's like, could you guys present yourself here in the team? And me and two of my team members, we introduced ourselves, said a little bit. And she was like, Frederick Paulson, all right? You and, and your friends make this uh, this running thing, no? Like, and I was like, wow, that's so cool. This this woman, she turned out she's, she's written about us in some newspaper in Monaco. Why haven't we seen that? I don't know, man. I don't know at all. <laughs> it's like, okay, cool. Can you play golf as well? I was like, yeah, I like to try. <laughs> but uh, so nice, man. So nice. Like our image uh, got in front of us there. And it was nice to be there and 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 feel uh, super acknowledged for what we we did back then in March. Amazing, right? It's cool. What were you What were you presented at uh, as yesterday? Yeah, so it's funny <laughs> though. the The whole tournament is kind of it. It, it goes around <clears throat> eighteen sponsors uh, in Monaco um, that help sponsor this event to collect, ultimately collect money. Or the Princess of Charlene uh, Foundation, and um, with every team, there is one celebrity or some 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 person doing sports or YouTube, uh, Instagram, like whatever. Someone has a name out, and uh, and <laughs> the hilarious thing was, I told the guys there, uh, shout out to Gareth, that I I didn't really want to be a, a driver, as I haven't driven for two years now <laughs> so i was pretty excited to hear what they would say about about me uh no words of the podcast which was i was quite sad about no words of our challenge no words of the previous victories in the princess of charlene golf tournament yet i was presented as a driver there again <laughs> so everyone everyone come up to me and you're like hey where you drive there where you drive there Mm, well, the thing is, really, would you like to be on the podcast by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> and this is kind of like how the chat went about. But the end, the event was awesome, mate. And uh, a topic which I thought we could discuss regarding that was how it is so nice and meeting people on a on a completely level playing field. Like you're in a place with many people, business people, athletes, whatever that are so good at what they're doing or what they did that they got to this point. And maybe you don't have the talent or the the knowledge that they have in any of these areas. But then when you meet together for a common cause and to play golf, socialize, mm-hmm. it just works. Everyone are so nice to each other, greeting each other with no pre-deception of who, whose image is in front of others. And such a pleasure. It kind of takes the barrier away from everyone. It's like uh, all of a sudden everything that they need to uphold and show and prove themselves kind of just falls at one of those events, I feel like. it's It kind of reminds me of, remember what, what episode was it? The crushed, uh, crushed grapes also make champagne. It reminds me of also a, like one of his wine, one of Mitch's wine tastings. Uh, not wine tasting, champagne tastings, where you're surrounded by people that come from various different backgrounds and have all accomplished great things and different successes and one's better in one field than the other. And however, in the moment, it doesn't really matter. 
there on the golf tournament, the only thing you need to do is swing a golf club, is it? And some do that better than others, but at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter how good you swing it, does it? It really doesn't. And uh funny part was even today, one of my team members, he had never held a golf club. Really? Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> and this guy was feeling like part of the game, part of the team, because at certain pots, for example, he was able to hold it. Like if we were playing this scramble setup where all hits the ball from the same place as the best position, he would make the first pot sometimes and he would hold it. And you're like, all right, we'll get on to the next one because you've done well enough for us to go on with it. Mm. And I don't know anything else where you can go and you can be like that. And this guy might be the best uh, in his field doing whatever he does. But there, he's completely a not a newbie, but a new person to this sport. Yeah. And it feels like, uh, feels awesome. Feels awesome. Also for us that have tried golf before, that we know this pot, even though it's close, you can still miss this. So it feels so good to have someone who, who genuinely doesn't have an idea what maybe they're doing, just doing their best. And then actually doing well at it. Exactly. Super nice. That's amazing. So that whole that whole thing of meeting people uh with such with such leveled um maybe playing field is a word I can use here. To me there's such a level playing field with any people that you don't know. Is uh, it's a great pleasure. It's something though which is not too easy in, say, in an everyday life to create. Yeah, no. Uh, but uh, what you can take away from that is how you should approach everyone. Always like that. It shouldn't be reserved to events where you go to meet people. Mm-hmm. You should always meet people with that kind of like guard down, guard down, and not judging and not like. Uh, thinking you're better or worse than others just meeting people with open arms and like can really open up conversations friendships and opportunities Mm. in a massive manner and what you just heard was basically about 10 children that's just (laughs) crossed the the road across us here from the boat and uh, (laughs) there was no way to shield these microphones so that will be in the recording (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's the real as it gets. Right before the podcast, Fred was like, oh, amazing. The first boat podcast. This is interesting. He's like, oh, oh yeah, I forgot. This is your first one. Well, just be prepared for loads of sounds that you cannot control <laughs> at all to come and just slightly distract you throughout the entire process. <laughs> and you just look at the origin of it and it just won't go away. You see it getting closer and louder and louder and then they see you. Yeah. And then they get even louder. <laughs> <laughs> it's real, man. It's real. These uh, these people are just interested in, interested in seeing two guys with headphones on with massive microphones and a huge setup on a small outside table in a boat. I'd be curious as well what's going on there. True. I'd sing a song for that. I, yeah. I'm trying to get myself on that episode. <laughs> Whenever they're recording, I want to be part of it. I want to be part of it. Speaking of part of it, the bike ride here to Cap Ferrar where we are recording. It's like a 20-minute ride on, on a bike. Beautiful scenery. Doesn't matter if you go by car, cycle, running, sailing. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's one of our favorite runs here, the Cap to Cap as well. The Cap to Cap to Cap. Yeah, it's such it's a glorious. nice run. 
And this this bike ride, bro, I, I had this thing of uh, being part of. Because all the bikers that I came across acknowledged me as a fellow bike rider. Like tip the hat to you, tip yes. the helmet. Yes, or a little like peace out sign from the fingers and stuff. Oh, but it's even like that when we had the our runs. Yeah. Remember when we when we ran here? What was it? it was, I think it was in February, I think. Mm-hmm. And we just ran to Capra and back. And there was a, there was this older fella that ran in front of us, and he turned around at some point and ran back towards us. Every time we you pass the runner, there'll always be like a little form of acknowledgement, like a there tip is of the hat, there. a little bit That's of it. a little bit of a up and down or whatever it is. Yeah. And then you even get that on the bicycles, isn't it? And the bikes and bikes as well, you do get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All these, um, the, the, the same disacknowledgement or what you call it, you get from car uh, <laughs> drivers to bicycle riders. Yeah. <laughs> the same love you have between bikers when they see each other in the street. <laughs> That's so cool on the motorcycle to come here and, and just feel like, yeah, I, 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 these are my boys here. I ride with these. I ride. There was this woman, older woman, and uh, another bike just <laughs> crossed here. Great. <laughs> Uh, there was this woman, she was waiting on an old Harley Davidson, proper cool, old school style. And uh, and I passed super gently in front of her and she's like, cheeks wide, like as wide as possible, smiling, like waving. And I don't know this woman at all. She'd been in a car, I'd been in my car, I wouldn't even recognize her. Wouldn't even acknowledge each other. Not at all. Existence. And what is that? Like, what's that all about? This, like noticing people, like the wave, you've seen the wave. The, uh, I've seen the wave every day. It's a big thing in the boating in the boating world. You have the, as we call it, the wavy navy. Every time you pass someone, you just raise your hand, give it a little wave, and usually everyone waves back. However, then it's very interesting when you wave and you don't get a wave back, and you feel like someone just <laughs> threw a rock at you or whatever. Happened to all of us, mate. But then you know that they just don't belong to the wavy navy. They're not part of the club. You try to invite them, but they just didn't accept your invitation. <laughs> they sail on the black and white flags. Yeah. The pirates. Well, what is that community vibe? Like, what, what, where does it originate from? Why do we do that? For me, it's such a... Um, you know, because it leaves you feeling better when you wave to someone or when you acknowledge them, like, you're out for a bicycle ride or you're out, you're, like, on the bike, on the ocean, and... The acknowledgement of some someone else is extremely powerful. Absolutely, uh, I think it's especially. I, I think it's even just the simple gesture of it. Yep, the little gesture of just. I know this is also another thing we talked. We already talked about in a previous, in a very early episode, the power of acknowledgement. But it really is as simple as that. I believe it's really just the acknowledging someone's existence. And it's a lot easier to acknowledge other people that are doing a certain task that you're also doing. So I believe if you're on a bike, for example, ah, if you see another biker, you know, you can very much empathize with them. You see how, what they're doing. If you see them in a big old, fully suited and booted and kitted up, you know what they're feeling. You know what they're sweating, but you know they're having a great time. You see another person on a boat with a big smile on their face driving a boat. You know exactly what they're feeling. So you're like, ah, hey, I, I, I know what's, what you're going through. How's it going? When you're running, ah, you can feel other people's pain. 
you know, oh, he's he's run a long while. Look at him go. I think it's really just the acknowledgement and the ability to emphasize with the people that are doing the exact same tasks that you're doing. Uh, I think that's something that if you look at car driving for ex- like just daily commutes, we don't we don't really get that because it's something that is forced upon us. However, when it gum- comes to us deciding what you want to do, like for example, you choose to take a, your bike and you see someone else who chose to take their bike, I believe you can really much just relate a lot more with that. I agree. Like you've you've gone through a similar, uh, I don't know, <clears throat> chain of pro ch- chain of thoughts to be the point that I'm gonna ride my bike to go here, or I'm gonna do this for that. I'm gonna take my bike to come to Cap Ferrat today. You see other people's there riding around. It's true. It's true indeed. And uh, I'm just baffled by the. By the the happiness which it gives, actually, I was riding and feeling so great. Like I, I felt, you know, you pass one car, you pass another car, and you just see these people inside, and they're a little bit angry, they're a little bit miserable. And then I come into Capfra. There's this beautiful, beautiful Mercedes 190 SL from probably like, I could be wrong here, but it could be like 80, 80s. Like it's an 80s car, and it's beautiful. And I'm like, wow, that man, wow, he has some class to him. He drives this Mercedes on a Wednesday afternoon just for the pure pleasure of it. We get to the junction of Cap Ferrat where there is now a tiny roundabout for people who don't know it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the guy in front of this Mercedes is going down into the port, which means he has to cross the roundabout. And the Mercedes has to go up the hill up to the park of Cap Ferrat. Lots of local knowledge. I hope you can follow, guys. And there's not much space on the ride to pass. It's not meant for you to pass. It's a bicycle lane. This guy in the Mercedes go on the right side. I'm a spectator behind both of them. And he honks as much as he can. And since it's a Capriolet, you can also hear his voice (laughs) saying something nice in French, or less nice, in fact. While he's passing this guy on the right, going up the hill. And there's no reason to be angry. But this man, out of pure class and like just the epiphany of class on a Wednesday afternoon in the south of France, has now, for me, turned into a complete idiot. And a guy which I cannot sympathize with. And I cannot empathize with him. And and I cannot like either. I I, I don't like his car anymore, all of a sudden. Do you think he would have honked at someone who would have been in a very in a similar type car that was in front of him doing no the same chance thing. it would never have happened and that's terrible that's horrible like they, it was like a little uh, Re- Renault Clio yeah. that was in front just waiting there as the rules of uh, the traffic he was obeying them now this guy disobeying anything and everything going on the ride being angry like that I'm like how is it possible that within a time span of five seconds you can flip to become so angry and like furious at other people in traffic. If it would have been a, a bike rider, I would be like, cheers, mate. Maybe like giving a little high five before we would po- both uh, pass on. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy, mate. How like when you're not meeting people at the same level, 
Like this guy probably felt he was elevated. He was far superior. This one was even going up the hill to Capra. The other was going down. Yeah. The other was driving a Renault Clio. I'm driving an 80s Mercedes. I'm classy. Get out of my way. You can't stop. Yeah. You have no time to waste. You have no right to stop me here at the roundabout, even though you have every right to do it. So I'm just going to pass on the right and say that you're in culet or something like this. (laughs) It's not a nice word. I excuse my French, as Sean always says. But. It's weird, man. It's weird. So if there's anything to take out from uh, our day of this chat, I would say it's just be respectful of others. Realize that maybe you're not in the same place. Put yourself on the same level. Exactly. It doesn't matter if someone else is above you. At the end of the day, that's the thing I realized working on the boats. I was like, I... I more or less had every, more or less every major celebrity, whoever you can imagine on the boat, major CEOs, successful people. And at the end of the day, they all use the exact same toilet that (laughs) that I have on the boat that I used before and after that. You have such a way of describing this, mate. And there, you're back to the very normal thing. Everyone has to go take a poop in the morning and in the afternoon. Uh, it might not be the best way to describe it, but it is 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 the most relatable for everyone. Let's just acknowledge the, that it is the most relatable for everyone. Yeah, and uh, I don't think anyone can really. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, <laughs> yeah, every, every day or like every time I had someone on, uh, the first little like I'm very bad at spotting who people are and whatnot. And I remember when I was working in Miami, people thought that one knew who they were. And as I just simply don't know what celebrities look like or stuff like that, I really just didn't care who they were and just treated them like a normal person. And that created amazing dynamics on the boat because we were just two humans interacting with one another instead of someone fanboying towards or fangirling towards the other individual or which would then also make the other other individual look down upon who else is there, like the other person that they're dealing with. So so, so nicely said. Came out of the toilet really well there, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and for that, we will flush out the episode of the 36th Lobster Fight installment here from Cap Farage. Oh, no, you have anything to add? Yeah, everyone takes a poop every day. (laughs) (laughs) Gorgeous. And with those final words, guys, it's been an absolute pleasure. We'd like to thank you all for listening and uh, excited for the next round. Over and out. Ciao.